Welcome to WatchBots, folks. We've got dudes with toods, gals with pastels, and a surprisingly unlikable crew of heroes. It's the first episode of Maved by the Engel. everyone welcome to watch bots this is ben and i'm joined by our own galloping gossip shaylin hello and our very own sporto radio disc jockey dave thanks for having me guys i'm uh, really ex- really excited to be here wish i had a french horn to honk into the uh the thing. <laughs> there we go <laughs> so my son, our son, Shalen, I guess doesn't have to be weird. Yeah, he's mine too. He um he spent a lot of today j- trash talking me. Yep. Which is, is new and great. exciting. We were playing soccer outside and I was dribbling the ball and he went, Day, I think you're getting slow. <laughs> I was like, What what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was scoring goals and saying, Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. And like there's a Patton Oswalt bit about your kids being like the opposite in personality to you. You know what I mean? Like it's like he's he's too young. He's too young to be taunting me about sports. It's directly related to a cartoon. If that makes you feel Wh- any better. Which cartoon? <laughs> it's the the one where the kids sass their dads. It's a Captain America, Iron Man, the Taunty Trees. And Hulk also makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh badly computer animated uh, movie. Oh, the Sassvengers? called heroes united heroes unite and when captain america and iron man are sparring Mm -hmm. they just keep saying to each other bet you can't do this bet you can't do that and i've been hearing it on repeat for about seven days and i'm just really glad that seven days it has now translated into ben's life in the form of sports (laughs) trash talk yeah so how'd you feel i mean bad yeah The, the really irritating thing too is i'm I'm a regular Landon Donovan, you know? Um, <laughs> so facing this mortality in my, my sports career is... Just a, yeah, you're the uh, Alexi depressing. Lalas of your, of your hometown <laughs> soccer, soccer league. Alexi Lalas, for people of a certain age, is a guy who really transcended the sport of footy. With a wild red mob. Shailen, you remember Alexi Lalas? No. When the U.S. hosted the World Cup in 1996... Oh, it was huge. He was the face of the team. He had wild red hair and a big beard. I don't think I ever watched any version of soccer on television until after we were married. And now we watch soccer every hour of the day. It's really weird. Yeah. I wish you would let me change the channel. (laughs) A real pitch head, Ben. (laughs) It's true. Now Alexi (laughs) Lalas does, um, he does commentary on ESPN. He looks like Big Pete Wrigley. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes, you know. <laughs> hey, smile and strange. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Did we ever figure out the words to that song? I don't think we did. Yeah, about, about a year ago. <laughs> I'm finding that as this quarantine rolls along, I'm having trouble with impulse control. I'm trying not to spend a lot of extraneous money. But like because you can't leave the house, like you just look at things on the internet and you're like, oh, that's cool. That would be fun to have. Like today, I just randomly was on the Target app. I think I was looking for flour. The the mill milling thing for breads, not like flowers. Right. Just to be clear. C- just it. to be clear. Yeah. Hashtag flower, not flowers. Um, and I I just stumbled on this leg well, it wasn't Lego, <laughs> it's mega blocks. You have to make the distinction. Castle Grayskull. And like I immediately added it into my cart. And then I was like, what am I what am I doing? I don't actually want this, but nobody wants mega blocks. Mega blocks is garbage. That's true. I'm a Legos guy, okay? Sometimes Playmobile. That's real elitist. I will say I have a Mega Bloks USS Enterprise, which is enormous, and it it's cool. It did almost make my fingers bleed, but it's like, as time goes on here, <laughs> it's like, we're going to wake up one day, and I'm going to have surprise shale. I'm like, oh, I bought a Tesla with money that we absolutely don't have. With the stimulus money. They made a mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. Meanwhile... <laughs> My impulses so far have led me to purchasing um, a set of lamps that I've been meaning to purchase and talking about purchasing mm-hmm. for literally three full years. So it's true. I really so loosened up my purse springs there. <laughs> <laughs> they were nine dollars. You uh, wow splurge! My daughter, I have a, a Michelangelo figure on my bookshelf that I got last year for my birthday after mm. I um, told everyone on this podcast the story of how i lost it so it's a really nice gift my daughter loves it so i was like you know what i'm getting the other ninja turtles and she's gonna play with all of them and we're gonna have a grand old time right so i got all four of them for like 80 bucks i think a bit of a splurge but hey birthday's coming up it's fine whatever i'll give it to her for her birthday they arrive uh, about a week later and they stink of cigarette smoke Oh. And it's brutal. It's not like a little whiff and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. It is like, you can't even handle them. They smell so bad. They have like nicotine stains all over them. Um, oh, it is man. disgusting. So Yikes. I've given them baking soda baths, all that. So it's like $80 to just get these like stinky ass toys <laughs> that my daughter can't play with. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to wash them first. We got to wash them first. You'll get lung cancer by proxy. You start touching them. You get those <laughs> exactly. fucking brown fingers. Those, those weird like brown patches on your cheeks. Oof. Yeah. Charcoal. Try putting them in with charcoal if you have charcoal grills. And if you do or not. I don't. I've Never tried mind. everything. Baking Except soda, cat urine, the blood of a virgin. It's just not, <laughs> nothing's working. Hmm. I feel like that's sort of... It's a sign of those times, right? Like, that's always a concern. Like, yeah. there was a time a couple of years ago, I, obviously while drunk, ordered, like, an original Optimus Prime, like, like the original one, and it came with the box and stuff. And it was actually a pretty good deal. But I was sort of petrified, like, until I opened the box, like, oh, this is a toy that's been around since the 80s, so you just know it's going to have cigarettes or cocaine or something on it. Indeed. Uh, fortunately... <laughs> In that case, like it was a little bit, the box is a little bit musty. But aside from that, yeah, my dad used to cut his his uh, his coke lines with my Optimus Prime figure. So um, you're not a, you're not far off. The doors of that trailer do approximate credit cards, so I guess I can see the utility in it. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> also, it makes it way more badass to have a giant transforming robot. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I would use a lot more drug terminology, but I am uh, hopelessly illiterate. That's why I went the robot route. Mm-hmm. He just kept talking about snorting, snorting the AllSpark. <laughs> bumping, bumping rails on <laughs> the spark. Listeners, if yeah. you know any cool drug terminology that we could apply to Transformers, hit us up. Uh, hashtag ride in the rails. So we're headed into a theme month here. Woo! The month of May. Yes. But before we go forward, we got to go backwards, right? That's how the show goes. It's like you think you're done and then you're not done. Right. And that's how it is with Hammerman. So I made a drop. <laughs> To commemorate our time uh, with the uh, the great MC, and let's hit it, huh? Hit it. Okay. Hammer time. It's fine. I get it. Can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. We saw in this one break two different instances. Of someone coming in someone else's breakfast, and it's not like celebrities jerking off doing it. Fuck it, we're hungry. Celebrities jerking off. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> celebrities jerking off. Stop. Never time. <laughs> I have you know mm-hmm. that I was talking about. Cereal theft, not jerking off into cereal. I mean, there's audio evidence that says differently. I call editing. I don't know. I declare it's a perfectly natural thing to do. Yeah. I didn't say I was offended. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that I'm being misrepresented. And I'm still concerned about the level of breakfast thefts in the 90s. I mean, that is a true concern. Yeah. Indeed. Lego, my ego. Speaking of egos, we're heading into Mago, and I think (laughs) we need to workshop this on the air a little bit, right? So I needed to come up with a name for May so I could record the episode I just recorded, which we'll post before this. I came up with Smaved? No. That was mine. Oh, no. I no longer remember what I came up with. You said Maved. Maved by the (laughs) A-L. Yes. Right. Yes. And I think... It's workshoppable. You know, it's already immortalized on the internet, so it's, it might be late to change it. But Shailen immediately... I had a it's actually idea. trending worldwide. <laughs> That's right. Uh, number <laughs> yeah. number one in uh, Ukraine. Shailen, what was your idea? Smaved by the bell. Because it's like saved by the bell, but with May in it. But it's not just a saved by the bell month. I know, but for the week, we're smaved by the bell. But you can't Each change, week we're going to add no, May to the word. You, you can't. You can't change the 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 month week by week. Watch me. Like Mang time and U.S. U.S. May high. I think Mang time is problematic. <laughs> I don't know that we can <laughs> we can do that. Huh. Is it? But, yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't meant to be. I'm sorry. That's why we couldn't go with my original idea of um, Mangle either. A little close to a certain German fella. Um, <laughs> ah. not not gonna fly. That was mine, and it, no, it it uh, didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. I just came up with Dave by the Bell. Okay, that's right. not self-serving, related, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's Dave related, and that's that's all I need. Well, we'll figure it out. The point of this is we are doing a month based around the the Opus's 
opus I of one Peter Engel, who's a TV producer who did Saved by the Bell. He did a lot of the early to mid-90s, mainly California-themed, teen-based sex romp companies. There's no sex romping here. We will get into it. (laughs) But to start the month off, we figured, much like the leadoff hitter in baseball, right? You don't want some piece of shit up there, you know, doing bunts. You want a guy swinging for the dingers. So we're doing Saved by the Bell. Hell yeah, we are. And Hell yeah. Shailen, this is technically your pick, but I, I know we all have a lot of history with this, but what's uh, up? I think I, I gave this to Shailen because... <laughs> I think I stole it from Dave, uh, nah, she, and that's she, okay. I, I was like, you have this. this I think this I sat favorite. in the back, smiling politely. Saved by the we Bell. We had a big argument. <laughs> it is my jam. It is one of my all-time favorite TV shows and franchises. Uh, I was... Also into Saved by the Bell, the college years, the various films, etc. Spent a lot of time really excruciatingly detailing all of Zach Morris's events and his life. He was someone I wanted to be like when I became a teenager because I was a little on the younger side for the show. I wanted to be able to freeze time. I wanted sure. to be able to break a fourth wall to an audience that was amused <laughs> by my friend's antics. Any particular fourth <laughs> wall or just uh? Uh. Okay. I really wanted high school to be like Saved Mm -hmm. by the Bell. Mm -hmm. And I was only kind of disappointed, to be honest, because I, as it turns out, was a huge asshole and also a friend with the principal. Yeah, I bet bet you were. So that was funny. Oh, man. There's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) Here's a tray of brownies, person I hate. No, it wasn't like, it was more like, yes, I'm absolutely late for school again, but I'm not going to serve Saturday detention because I'm just not going to. And I didn't. So that worked out in my favor regularly. Mm-hmm. Fond memories from childhood. And then after graduate school, there were several times that I missed the uh, public transportation bus to go to work because USA Network was playing reruns of Say by the Bell and I couldn't not watch the whole episode. <laughs> I think Dave That's missed right, a no. couple of those days with me too. That's yeah, I was, very I was sad. I was going to say, and a certain roommate named Dave uh, <laughs> <laughs> would turn it on and we would both be late. That's we would eat cereal depressing. and watch Say by the Bell and then... Lament later in the day that they, we were late for work. Dave, uh, what's your history with this one? I would watch it every single day. I mean, it was in syndication every morning before mm-hmm. school. Um, I would miss a lot of school or be late for school, rather, because of this show. But yeah, I think, Shailen, you said you weren't disappointed with high school after watching Saved by the Bell. I was. Uh, high school was nothing like I dreamed it would be, mm-hmm. like Saved by the Bell told me it was going to be. There was no radio station at the school. There was no. We had no mm-hmm. Max. There was no magician serving us uh, hamburgers and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Very, very disappointed. And like all the nerds, no pocket protectors, no taped up glasses. Oh, they all look like me. They, they were yeah. you. That you were the nerd. I was that nerd. Yeah. 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 I mean, I absolutely watched this in syndication. Uh, I also was horribly disappointed in high school for various reasons, as we'll get into. But for folks probably in like their late 20s now to 40s, yeah. you know, like this show speaks of a certain attitude. It speaks of a certain time. It speaks of a certain age. People know Saved by the Bell for better or for worse. It's a but cultural touch point. Like it, it's. It is. I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into to my, my current feelings on it, but there's a lot to say. So this is this is a good one to start off with. It's the real sort of bedrock upon which the like the 
California highs and the Chicago hopes were built. Right. right. Including 90210. So Saved by the Bell itself is sort of the second iteration of this because there was the original show, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which starred Haley Mills as Miss Bliss. The I don't know what, I think she was just like a homeroom teacher. Yes. But it had Zach, it had Screech, it had Lisa, it had Mr. Belding, but it also had just some other randos, like right. a, like a proto-Slater, uh, Kelly with an I, Jesse was a boy. But Good Morning, Miss Bliss was sort of a failure because what they discovered was who the fuck wants to watch a show about a teacher? You know, this isn't like Dangerous Minds or something. We want to see something centered around that incorrigible Zach Morris. Wasn't it set in the Midwest too? It was. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because between seasons, Peter Engel reworked the show. Maybe not by himself. I don't know. I'm sure there were other people involved, but they moved... Zach and Screech and Lisa and Mr. Belding out of the Midwest into Bayside, you know, which is vaguely in LA, brought in some new kids and sort of picked up the continuity. Now, what this led to is a popular fan theory that everything after the first season mm-hmm. is an elaborate daydream by Zach. Okay. Because the theme song is about him being a slacker and always like thinking and daydreaming. All right. And also, that Zach can call a timeout and he can speak to the camera and like he can Oh man. He can fuck with the space time fabric. But he could do that in Miss Bliss too, couldn't he? Then okay, we'll throw that into the, the fantasy as well. It's okay. all just a sick mind fuck. It is a mind fuck, I'll give you that. <laughs> You're goddamn right. So it's like a it's got like kind of a new heart kind of ending to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sort of a quantum leap. Yeah. <laughs> A real MacGyver, uh, you know, th- thing going on. Maybe the reboot that's coming out, or the reimagineering—I don't know what the fuck to call it—the sequel series. <laughs> it's a sequel series. It's co- okay, it's fully continuity, go. fully con- continuous. Definitely with the original series in the college years. I have not yet verified if the new class is considered part of the same universe. Shannon, can you do well, me a favor? Check your facts before you, you come on here talking about continuity. <laughs> I was busy doing something else today. Mm-hmm. Well, fingers crossed that that series ends with Zach waking up. It's a mocap CGI de-aged Paul, Mark Paul Gossler <laughs> just saying, oh my God, it was all a dream. Haley Mills waking him up. <laughs> See, that would be yeah. cool. And we should spend a moment on this reboot because it looks like dog shit. <laughs> and I think, not, yeah. to spo- not to spoil my thoughts on the show, but anybody who thinks fondly of Saved by the Bell isn't rewatching it a lot. You know, like, because I had really fond memories of Saved by the Bell, and then I watched this, and I was like, huh, this is what we're we're obsessing over? Like, people, I think, have that nostalgic memory of it as a a cultural touchstone. You know, the the look, the attitude, the feel, and much less like the sort of moment-to-moment minutia. That's fair. Because if you watch Saved by the Bell... Now, I, I challenge you to watch Say by the Bell and go, oh, yeah, that reboot series is a fucking great idea. That looks really good. So I'm very interested. I think you're wrong, and I'll tell you why. Reboot series, continuations of old series, have been happening a lot. It's a thing. I disagree with it generally, right? Uh-huh. And they're all bad. They're all bad. But the person who looks at the show and says, oh, that's a good idea, is the person who's going to make money off it. And I said the same thing about Full House. 
and Fuller House, and I said the same thing about Girl Meets World yeah, after Boy Meets World. I don't like. I don't give a shit about that person. <laughs> you don't need to, but there's a generation of people who like they were at the tail end of Saved by the Bell, and now they're like, oh, I can get into it. Like this is going to be the time I can appreciate it. Which is weird, but like though those people exist. Well, I don't want to paint so with too a broad a brush, but those people are all appalling idiots. You're all fools. Hashtag five stars. Didn't realize you were sleeping with the enemy, huh, Shailen? <laughs> I'm gonna watch the new series. I am upset with the new series look. It's a single camera. Mm-hmm. That that's that completely destroys the Saved by the Bell world for me. Yeah. I need those three wall sets that are repurposed and reused everywhere. I just need them in one part of the school's hallway mm-hmm. and Mr. Belling's office and whatever they've turned that other room into. Uh, maybe it's a radio station. Maybe it's a gym. Maybe it's the max or Jesse's bedroom or something. Could be a locker room. Garage. Could be a locker room. Yeah. <laughs> the technodrome. The thing that bugs me about this reboot, and mind you, this is all based off a minute and a half trailer, is that say what you will about the quality of the original show, but it is as earnest as it gets, right? You know, like they're kind of all in. So when I see Slater and he's the gym teacher and he's like, oh, I used to date so-and-so and and the kids are like, well, what a dork. Fuck off. Like, (laughs) I feel like- Get out. Get out of here. My gut reaction when I saw- how Slater was being portrayed in the trailer was wow that character actually had a lot more depth than what they're putting here and that's that's an alarm that's mm-hmm. a red flag mm-hmm. um because we're talking about Saved by the Bell but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that they think they're gonna pull in a younger audience by having like a sexist asshole in the ad and that it will be better than that a sexy asshole in the ad I agree mm. so we'll see celebrities jerking <laughs> off but that's the Into reboot. Cereal. That's, that's the, reboot. the reboot. The original series at its peak here really was a titan. It was getting more viewers in a Saturday morning time slot than the Cosby show was in a primetime slot. That's insane. It was thought, well, it was thought, it was reported that half of all American teenage girls during the first real Say by the Bell season were watching this show. Just like numbers that are staggering when you think about them, especially in today's context. Yeah. It was because they were all uh, Mr. Belding fans, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Who wouldn't be? Graced the cover of Tiger Beat. <laughs> he called me on my birthday one year. My sister paid him to call me on my birthday. Big in the great. wrestling community as well. Mr. Belding. Dennis Haskins. So nice the, man. The show spawned off the college years once they graduated. It spawned off TV movies. It spawned off the new class, which was itself seven seasons, which is wild. Yeah. And it's awful. Oh, it's it bad. Was awful. Yeah, yeah. The new class, the first season, involved characters who were essentially the original characters, just new actors. So they had right. like a new Zach and a new Slater, and it just oh boy, it's really poor. Hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. The thing I like about the show now is sort of all the weird kind of behind the scenes stuff that came out of this. Like they all hated Screech. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the time, uh, Screech came out with that tell-all book that they were like, "This is bullshit." And then he, so the best part about that was he did an interview with Mario Lopez, who sat him down and was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't write the book. I had a ghostwriter and I just said yes to anything that they posited. Yeah. 
which is insane. He, he needed some better advisors because he also had his famous sex tape, Screeched, Saved by the Smell, which had a stunt dick that was not uh, <laughs> that was not his hog in the movie. But the scat was all his, wasn't it? I believe that to be the case. Yes. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I attribute it to the fact that Dustin Diamond was so much younger that like being on the show emotionally stunted him and broke him as a human being, let's, like very young. Yeah, let's, let's get back to the age thing in a minute here. Regardless, the actors were all hooking up behind the scenes. I was convinced as we were getting into this that this was a show that had a lot of like very special episodes about poking. Shailen has assured me that's not the case, but not the case. I guess we'll see. You think that with every show we watch, you yeah, it's it always my pet it's always true. It's never right. You thought it with Fantastic Max, which right. was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the just, Muppet Babies uh, theories was really uncomfortable. I just am used to reading into text and subtext. What can I tell you? The show also was really famous for having characters just like show up and leave. So like there was the storyline where Jesse's stepbrother showed up and he was really creepy toward Lisa and he was blackmailing Zach. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be cool. And then the character was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. There was the character of Tori who was there in their senior year for a while. And it was just explained that Kelly and Lisa were off in Europe or something. Jesse. Okay. Okay. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. It matters. <laughs> and that they it just matters. ran in completely separate circles of friends and they never intersected. The real story behind that is they had already filmed the entire senior year. So they had filmed the graduation episode, but then NBC ordered more episodes but like Kelly and Lisa and Jesse or whoever were all gone. Like they their contracts were up. So they just brought in this new girl, Tori, who was a motorcyclist. And then she wasn't in the graduation. So just a lot of <laughs> Which is so good. interesting shoddy I stuff happening. I love this. It. And then there was Scott Wolf, who was in a bunch of episodes just as unnamed character. It's but true. it was never the same character. Like sometimes he was in the Glee Club mm-hmm. and other times he was a jock. He was just around. Shailen, you, you talked about like character depth before and... The depth is like one inch deep, but it's a mile long because all these characters go <laughs> yeah. through like a ton of things, but they never come back to any episodes, right? They, it never, it's never returned to. Jesse's a drug addict for one 22 yeah. minute yeah, yeah. segment. It's a caffeine addiction. And it doesn't come back. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, she's so excited. You know, uh, well, they do come back to Slater's like military upbringing. Yeah. Uh, a lot. But Screech's girlfriend, who's like just making him buy her all sorts of things. Well, he stopped being minutes, rich. Never seen again. There was Zach's girlfriend, the the homeless girl that like went to live with them for uh, a, for a while. Second, yeah, and then yeah. she was just yeah. never mentioned again. Just really fantastic stuff. If I was writing a TV show, I feel like it would be like a lot of that. Just just a mess. Bizarre with continuity. Just yeah. like people disappearing, showing up different places. Yeah. No, no, Kelly's a satyr. <laughs> <laughs> There's two characters that show up in the um. The Malibu situation mm-hmm. that are like really important and then they're not yeah. at all. Yes. So Leia Ramini and the dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad. Yeah. And then there's another the girl dad. too. But Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. We got to keep this train on the tracks. We no, can't we don't. just be telling say by the Bell stories like how Stephen Colbert auditioned for Screech. Is that real? Yes. Weird. But we're going to talk about the episode that we watched here. It's a real important one to the continuity here for, for a few different reasons. It's Save the Max. Takes place their sophomore year of high school, which I found real creepy <laughs> uh, for, for a reason I'll explain in a sec here. Directed 
by Don Barnhart, who directed a lot of Saved by the Bell, <laughs> something like 80 episodes and then almost 100 episodes of the new class. So this guy was in as deep as like building in Screech. That's wild. He, he, feels characters. He, he walked in these characters' <laughs> shoes. It's true. A little bit of Tori in all of us. It was written by Gary Goldstein. As with many things we watched, this was his first writing credit. Huh. So I feel like in the 80s and 90s, you're walking down in LA, you you got a script in hand, anybody can get a job. For one episode. Yeah, for one episode. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, I uh, cut my teeth on uh, that Saved by the Bell radio show uh, episode. <laughs> it was... I fucking I'm killed it. it was... Yeah, <laughs> killed it. Well, it didn't win an Emmy, but it was yeah. It's up there with uh, the top ten favorite episodes of. Uh, <laughs> it aired on September twenty second, nineteen ninety. I wish I knew what else was going on then. Me too. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Number one movie, Goodfellas. So all right, you know. Whatever. Do you like that movie, Ben? Mm, kind of. It's not my favorite. It's just been a college dorm room wall poster. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just just plastered all over universities in America when we were in college. Like just thinking, like, why does everybody like this movie about a guy who gets in too deep at, at, with the mafia and right. is like you know goes on this like this 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 trail of violence like i never understood like the love for it and it wasn't people like like that appreciated good filmmaking it was like yeah i want to be a good fella one day <laughs> if i want to watch a movie about a guy getting in too deep i'm gonna watch boogie nights <laughs> i've never seen either of these movies <laughs> well number two a movie was one you have seen postcards from the edge which was the movie based on Carrie Fisher's semi-autobiographical novel. It's like our time in uh, rehab, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Number three, My Goodfellas, Problem Child. <laughs> <laughs> 1990 was also the year of Nerf fencing. Do you oh. guys remember Nerf fencing? I do. Yeah. For listeners who don't know, think of like a shorter pool noodle. And you had it on a sword, and you had to like jab these little target things in the hilt of the sword. Really difficult to hit those properly. Those Nerf blades mm-hmm. broke pretty fucking easily. Yeah, because every <laughs> match yeah. devolved into just like swapping the shit out of the person you were playing with. Yeah, people exactly. didn't use that toy to learn how to fence and like get points. What? They used that toy to beat the shit out of uh, them. I don't think anybody was trying Chilling. to learn how to fence. Um. <laughs> There's one of us. <laughs> well, I mean, Exception that proves the rule. To be fair, the packaging did say to teach you how to fence right on there. So I guess it's not that outlandish. Just saying. I learned how to fence using those and watching uh, Die Another Day, uh, that Madonna scene. <laughs> Didn't we? Oh. just fences. What the fuck was that movie about? <laughs> it's awful. So the episode here, we watched it on Hulu or NBC. We could watch this one through nice legal means. Unfortunately, that's a problem because I need to get things for clipping and stuff. So I found Saved by the Bell this season, right? And I went to download it in the ways that you download it. And the folder came up and it said grade 10. And I just felt so icky to be downloading. Oh. Like, 
Uh, these video files that just said grade 10 and i was like oh this is fucked but really the kids oh i feel weird saying kids too most of them were they were were all between 15 and 17 except for screech who was 12 right so like i guess it was semi-age appropriate but it was sort of like a like it took me aback for a second but that's just me let's start off with the song that we all know and love it's everyone's favorite So I'm going to stop there for a reason. It's all right. <laughs> that bass line. It's accompli- kicking. So it's kicking, and it's always the shot of Tiffany Amber Thiessen looking, you know, good. I always just thought, like, that's the bass line that just sent 100 boys to puberty. And by 100, <laughs> I mean a million. You know, like, <laughs> doo Just ever since I was a kid, I was like, I know that bass line because you see, you see T.A.T. And you're like, hey, now, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing that live action shows do is when they have the cast and they take like three quick clips and they like just, you know, show them and freeze frame them right there. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it is the best. That's how I want my, um, like my funeral to go. Like I want somebody like <laughs> projecting a video of me and it's over the save by the bell background and just a bunch of video clips of me quickly, quickly edited together. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. This is I'm dying first, testament. but... One of the, the things I discovered here is that, so the song we just heard is from the later seasons and from syndication. The original version is much the same, but a little bit different. You want to hear a little bit? Yeah. It's like the kids' bop version. When I wake up in the morning and the long gets out of warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books, give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. Yeah, the non-union equivalent so Jesse's i have pontificate <laughs> nbc realized they had a hit they were making money and they said we don't need synth horns anymore yeah. we can get real <laughs> an actual orchestra or like a horn section at least i don't think you can even argue that the newer version is so far superior yeah it's like the demo okay. versus the release so the the production like they're you know they're changing they're going from the midwest to california peter engel had like a lot of specific ideas of what the show was going to look like after the Miss Bliss season. Mm-hmm. And they were redoing the theme song and, or they were thinking of the theme song for Miss Bliss maybe. And uh, he was like, it cannot mention Save by the Bell. I do not like that title. And so <laughs> that he had like four or five versions of this and it was all garbage. And then the guy, some guy just did not listen to his instructions and came back with this, what we're, what we're hearing now and he loved it so much that he it became the song. And that happened a lot. Like he wanted things a certain way. They were like, "No, we're going we're doing this." And he was like, "Oh, I'm wrong." And it, was, it ended up being a success. I don't know how Peter Engel is a success. He like stumbled up. He listened to the feedback from the smarter people around him, unlike one George Lucas. I think we can unpack <laughs> this mystery over the next few weeks here. You know, we'll examine some of his later works and maybe 
we'll see how it all evolved. That's right, the beauty right. of it. Love it. So we we open up with Zach and Screech, and they find a hidden room in their high school. You know, every school building has a hidden room. <laughs> this was outlandish to one. start. Did you? No. Sorry. I had access to a space in our high school that was not accessible to other people. To be fair, in uh, our college's campus center, there was a shutdown bar that was like it wasn't hidden though; it was behind locked doors that I had access to. So yeah. I guess it's a little treat. It can happen. But they go in, and Screech is wearing pants that look like a painter's canvas. I don't want to spend like twenty five minutes on the fashion of the show. It's eighties and nineties. That is what it is. It is quintessential when you think. 1990 America, mm-hmm. this is what people wore. So they got down here because Screech was shoved down in a garbage chute. And um, let's meet Screech. Oh, bully dumped me down the garbage chute. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'm going to get even with that girl. Oh, boy. It's Screech. Funny. Oh, boy. I, I fucking <laughs> despised uh, Screech here. Could not so stand him. Could not stand the character. Mm. Don't like that the guy used a stunt hog, but. I guess I don't want to belabor that point either. So, well, some of us have to, Ben. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Can't so they're looking at like you at the wall, and there's posters for bands like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and stuff. And like the Jimi Hendrix, the room it kind of looks like a Dexter Kill room. Like there's just like drapes everywhere, and everything is like covered in, in these white curtains. And but it's remarkably clean. It is very clean. There's no dust anywhere. Yeah. So they start pulling down the curtains, right? And it's a radio station. And it's in perfect working order. Everything looks pristine, as if it had just been placed there by set decorators maybe 15 minutes before. Kudos to the to the custodians. It was because the sheets were there. That's why it looks so pristine. That's you why you put the so? sheets yeah. up, Ben. That's yeah. true. It's because 45 minutes before they filmed this, it was a classroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right, right. And they decide, oh, okay, well... Shit, it's a radio station. Let's let's get to business. So Screech finds the one plug that powers the entire thing. Like every every piece of equipment just funneled into this one cord and he goes and he plugs it in. And it's like that scene in Home Alone 2 where Marv is in the basement and he's been covered in paint and then he goes and he touches the sink and it's like, "Oh!" and his hair goes crazy. I feel like they did this Screech big hair bit at least once an episode. It was frequent. Like when he got that handy from Violet. That didn't happen. You could just see like the silhouette, like they were in the car, and you just hear like like a light rustling, oh, and then God, like ben. the hair is <laughs> shutting up. That was an actual hand job. You can read about it in uh, Storytelling by Tori Spelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tell-all. I bet it is. <laughs> so they decided to test the equipment, and we got one of my favorite Saved by the Bell things here. The show has a laugh track, right? But it wasn't a live audience. The laugh track will play over things that aren't funny or aren't even jokes. Kind of like this. Hey there, it's time to rock and roll with your main music man, Zach Morris, here on KKTY Bayside. Cool. <laughs> There's nothing funny in any of no, that. that Screech hilarious. is stupid. That's the joke. No, he's a geek. And geeks are smart the joke as you know so the the gangs I'm with you, now they got the whole collected gang and they're in mr belding's office because what do you do you hang out in the principal's office and you find out that that radio station kkty 
was run by none other than Mr. Belding himself as a youngster. Oh, wow. Hey, wasn't that a happening tune? I'm the Big Bopper, and you beautiful people are grooving to KKTY, the most out-of-sight station in the nation. Can you dig in? KKTY Tiger. Now groove to this groove. <laughs> okay. Somebody describe what he's wearing. He has on the most outlandishly costumey looking 1960s getup. He's got the vest. Mm-hmm. He has onks, like decorating his the, clothing, because we all the, know the that's fringed. what hippies did. The yeah, fringe. A lot of onks. Yeah. And most importantly, it's Dennis Haskins wearing a funny fake mustache. Yes. And that is the reason why I chose this episode. <laughs> this is why we're friends. I I get the joke and I enjoy this, but immediately as I'm watching it, I was like, wait a minute. So he was supposed to be a high school student. Yes. When this was ha- taking place in the 70s. Right, right. right. So at the, at the oldest, 18 years old. Yes. Right. So that would place his age at approximately like 35 or 40, and it's like, uh... I don't know about that one. <laughs> he looks a little older than that to me. I don't think he was, though. I was just disturbed by the fullness of his mustache. I knew no ch- child. At that age, yeah. At yeah. that age that had that mustache. And if you did, they'd probably take your milk money. This is why I was so confused when I got into high school after watching the show. Like, <laughs> where are all the mustaches? I asked myself. I knew people with mustaches and beards in high school. And my dad had, <laughs> cool. like... My nice. dad had like a crazy beard down to his belly button, and so did yeah, all of his your, friends. That's your dad, who was the same, ostensibly yeah, like similar age. But he wasn't in high school at the time that he was eighteen in high school. He had a crazy beard. It's probably all that wacky tobacco. Could have been. I don't know. I wasn't Puts there. Hair on your chest. That's like in Willow when Val Kilmer is feeding the baby like some kind of root, and he's like, "Oh, to put hair on your chest." And Willow's like, "We don't want hair on her chest." Do you guys remember that part in Willow? Yeah, and then and then the the uh, the wet nurse came in, and she was like, "No, no, no." Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, hashtag we love Willow. This whole scene was weird, right? Because just this group of pals hanging out and chatting with the principal. Now, Shailen, you saying you had a relationship with your principal, that really fucking weirds me out. So my my this, this is strange. I nope. was Don't explain it. <laughs> can I explain it? Uh go ahead. You can explain it. Yeah. I was the third kid in my family. My brother was a ne'er-do-well. My sister was kind of a slacker, but like friendly to people. My brother was very friendly to people too. And then I showed up and I was like a straight A student in the National Honor Society, but also everyone like in my very small high school anticipated that I was going to be like my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they kept a very close eye on me. And as a result, I ended up having a lot more chaperones than a lot of other kids. My principal was a nun. Yeah. And we exchanged probably 20 words. And then the vice principal took over. And then later on, he was let go for um, mysterious circumstances. Oh, yeah. cool. My principal, also a nun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hashtag nun club. I went to public school. So nope. they're, they're <laughs> pleading with Belding to restart the radio station. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then they start Why chanting not? at him. Let us follow in your footsteps and learn from the big bopper. And then he, he, he changes his mind and says, yes, I was fascinated here, too, by Belding's wall in his office. 
the office has these three big ass windows. There's a picture of old people. There's a Kung Fu diploma on the wall. Like it's a weird office, man. There's a poster or like a document that just says Senate. Yeah. (laughs) I just really liked that this high school principal was so easily persuaded by people chanting his His nickname from like 30 years before. If only that worked on our president. He's a principal, not a president. So we're, we go to the Max, which is the hangout. Yeah. I'm not my principal. <laughs> and Zach, because he's kind of the leader, you know, most most of the time, he's made a list. But here is the first display this episode of Zach's dickish behavior. Wait, not so fast, Preppy. <laughs> You've given everyone a job but me. What do you want to do? There are literally six people in their group, and he just didn't give Slater a job at all. <laughs> That's it very confidently. Yeah, we've all got jobs. Like, what a fucking prick Zach is. No, you're wrong. He was trying to protect his friend that he knew that we're... Spoiler alert. We're going to learn what he was trying to do. He was pro- trying to protect his friend. If he was wrong, too, but we can get into that. How does so, he know he's going to be bad at, though? Yeah, he has no way of knowing that. He does, because when people are bad at reading out loud during class, you know they're not going to be good Kayla, on the microphone. Where, how, when did that ever come up, that he was bad at reading at class? <laughs> In another episode Which prior episode? to this one. I don't know the name of all the episodes. You're Ash- making that up. You're Sh- making it up. Jill. It's a thing. Check your facts. I will also say, uh-huh. Zach Morris is not being a jerk. You're wrong. He's a jerk in many more ways as we'll get to. They're all jerks to each other. The Max brings their food out, right? And it looks just like a plate of cheeseburgers. <laughs> but they have to point out that they're small by going, these are smaller than normal what did you use magic or or something like that? And then they get into a very frank discussion about the supply chain. Sorry, kids. These are your real orders. My costs have gone sky high and I had to cut back. Sorry, Max. I didn't know. Oh, Oh, thanks for understanding. Why would they ask that? Why would he (laughs) tell them that? Did the prices not change? Like what a fucking insane relationship these kids have with everybody. Didn't you have that sort of conversation with your uh, local restaurateur? So there was a donut shop near my high school that I would frequent a day or two a week after school and get a donut. And one day I saw the donut was a little bit smaller. And I was like, Charlie, what's the deal with my donut? And he told me, I'm being deported and I have to use the money for legal fees. But no, that didn't happen because that's fucking crazy. That would (laughs) never happen. And you were like, but Charlie, you're a dreamer. You can't. You can't. It's so strange. This is an interesting thing, too, because this episode is the last uh, appearance of Max. Oh, really? This is it for him. I so, mean, so put, he put that underneath, didn't work. I know. Put that underneath the rest of the episode. <laughs> he was replaced by a more competent manager. This actually was in a my less notes. less competent magician. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think that's weird, that they're having that conversation, Max leaves, and then they make a joke about eating dogs. Well, I haven't seen Max that depressed since the time he made his dog disappear and forgot how to bring Fluffy back. I wonder whatever happened to that dog. And they're just looking at the burgers? (laughs) Good God. Sliders. Uh, They're little burgers. Shailen, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of slider? Is it cheeseburger, buffalo chicken, or the Charlie O'Connell show? Buffalo chicken. Dave, what's your favorite slider? It's uh, the Jerry O'Connell show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the joke's fine. And it's, and, it, and it's that show because that show is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with another option. My favorite slider is from old number 51, Randy Johnson. Staring down a batter and throwing that vicious slider. 
Speaking of mustaches. Blowing up birds with his pitches. You're goddamn right. So now we're in the radio station, right? And <laughs> one thing I kept thinking about, which is admittedly stupid with this show, is like, when are they doing this? It's Is it during school? Is it after school? What is the time frame for this episode? Is it two days oh, or is man. it like weeks? It's it, it's impossible to tell. You're asking questions that don't have answers, I think. Maybe Bayside exists outside the space-time continuum. For sure. <laughs> like they're just kind of doing things as they happen, you know? It yeah. lends credence to the, uh, the to the dream theory. <laughs> it really does. It's a real Zachception, if you will. This, again, just like fucked up my idea of high school. Like I walked in day one freshman year and I was like, wait, 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 wait. We have to go to school? I thought we were just there for like 15 minutes, and then we got to like run around and have like telethons and stuff. Adventures, hijinks. It's true. Yeah. Life is disappointing. No, it's just being, just being hung on lockers and <laughs> so Zach tortured is, by my cousins. is going by the moniker <laughs> Wolfman Zach, and I thought, there's no way that Wolfman Jack was relevant in this period of time. And I was kind of right because his show was still playing, but like he was well past peak. Yeah. It's just the idea of like, it's like Wolfman Jack and Dr. Demento are just radio touchstones that I have no connection with. Oh, really? Wolfman Jack may well have been like the 50s for all I know. I, so. This is not shocking that you have a a big Wolfman Jack story at all. (laughs) You also grew up in the 1870s. This is the most on brand thing. Well, you said Dr. Demento, too, and I remember very fondly listening to Dr. Demento on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he was a hot ticket back then. Where Did, else could you listen to the song about dead puppies? That was a thing. Do you guys so, know the song? So they're doing the radio show, and Zach starts, he's like the DJ. Lisa is the gossip person. I don't want to say gossip girl, because that's trademarked. And Jesse is the reporter for the news. But they both give their reports like, there's a chair at the desk where the where the microphone is, mm-hmm. but they both sit on the desk like with one ass cheek yeah. and like lean into the microphone. Now, mind you, they're casual. Listeners can't see this. This is how I'm recording: is I got like my left ass cheek on the table and I'm like leaning like jauntily down into the microphone. But and that, I don't know that right ass cheek just drooping just right. I know, and in my I'm not as young as I used to be, so that might droop forever if I keep sitting like that. But just thought but that was a weird thing. You've got to exercise, and those glutes are as <laughs> tight as they need to be. Speaking of tight glutes. He's oh a married boy. man, Dave. <laughs> we, we go to Kelly next. <laughs> Kelly's segment is Kelly Desire. Kelly is a sophomore in high school. Fuck? What the fuck is up with this? This is crazy. Hello. This is Kelly Desire. It's evening. The candles are lit, and you're with the one you love. All that's missing is that special romantic song. I couldn't even tell you what this segment was supposed to be. Like, Jess, or I'm sorry, Lisa was giving gossip and Jesse was giving the news. What was Kelly's thing about penthouse stories? Or No, no, no. Magic 106.7 used to do, and it was like a nationally syndicated one, but it was Magic, did like the nighttime <laughs> it magic. It was Magic, yes. Ma- magic. But it was nighttime magic, magic. and it, w- it was just like songs to fuck to. Right. And She's they a had like sophomore the weird- in high school. When I was a sophomore in high school, I heard oh that on the radio. I didn't like feel connected with it in any way, but I knew it existed. But were you going on the radio going, oh, hey there, it's Poke 52. I've got the good stuff for you. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> no? I was familiar <laughs> with what she was channeling. Interesting. You know, I'm not going to given what you just said, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. What were you going to so, say, Dave? Uh, Go ahead. Nope. You have to. It. You I have want the to. good shit. Was, Give me the good shit. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they just put on mic to get all the all the oh, all the boy. high school students aroused. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Gross. You know those those uh pant tents go up and uh, our our numbers go up, Kelly. So you know, be sultry, okay? In this this is a, a story it just popped in my head. So our college, as many colleges do, have a radio station, and uh, I would hang out there sometimes. But later on, I just turned into like the most ash-holish troll. So like the, a Zach Morris, if you will. Um, a friend, Not an asshole. A friend and I would drive around, and every time the DJ would come on on the college radio station, and they'd say like, oh, we're taking requests, we would keep calling the radio station, and then when they would pick up, we would just hang up the phone, <laughs> we'd just do this over and over, because <laughs> you could hear like the phone ringing in the background. <laughs> so I don't know. Neither here nor there. So Kelly's doing her fuck session. Screech is doing like sound effects. Screech is doing like a stupid, scary story thing. Radio serial. Like a a Peter Lorre voice. Screech is the worst. I didn't pull a clip of this because I deemed it unworthy. I am not a bully by any means. Uh, Anybody who knows me would tell you I cower at the thought of conflict. But I just wanted to punch Screech right in his fucking face. He's so irritating. It's like... I, I don't know what came first. Like, it's chicken or the egg, Screech or Urkel. Urkel, to Screech. me, is, you know, lovable. Uh, you want to give him a little hug. You're rooting for him to su- succeed. Screech, you just want to, you want to give him a swirly. Hated him. Well cast in that way. I, I suppose that's true. But the main event, as with many things, is the sports cast. So they start playing, like, generic 1920 sports music in the radio station. And Slater struts that ass in. The girls are doing like a what an ass like a kick line, and for the radio for the radio, and Slater goes into his bit, and boy, it is something. Okay, first things first. Let's check out the old scoreboard, huh? I mean, hey, give me a break. It's not that old, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be bad. I thought this was fantastic. <laughs> this was good radio. He brought a horn. You don't believe me? Here's more. This is A.C. Slater. And just remember, fans, in the airport of life, sports is just the baggage. Think about it. <laughs> Come on. That's good. You don't think that's good? It's that's a, that's too a great philosophy. To be funny. I agree. I, it's sad. guarantee that it's better than Screech's. I guarantee that it's better than fucking Kelly's weird... Like but Lolita Kelly's was supposed to be listening to music. She's a DJ in between songs. And Slater's He's supposed to be giving information. But okay, whatever. I mean, you're wrong, and here's why: because it's objectively good. But <laughs> they show the other kids, and like they look dull and sleepy. And Slater's like, "Yeah, I killed it." And I thought, "Yes, AC, you did kill it." And he leaves, and they all look so downtrodden, right? And Zach talks about getting a, him a muzzle, and I thought. Oh, that was unnecessarily cruel because this is their first time doing this. So like the idea that after day one, they're like, oh man, boy, first day nerves, cut him. <laughs> it's just so cruel. <laughs> I remember when we recorded our first episode and we went off the air and, you know, hung up, you know, hung up those mics and it was just like, you know what? Um, God, I, I, I can just picture Ben and Shalen talking right now. We need to get Dave a muzzle. Oh, he <laughs> sucked. Kept, he brought that French horn out. It was terrible. No, that's what we were saying about our co-host, Larry. I love the French horn for what it's worth. It's not I a do. French horn, uh-huh. by the way. It's a bicycle horn. <laughs> but they go, they go to commercial and it's like, and they're so 
downtrodden about it. It's just like, it's not a big deal. It's fucking high school radio, you fucking jerks. But yeah, how many people are listening? Thousands, as it turns out. But when you and a few of your friends are very good at something and someone you care about deeply is bad at that same thing, but that's just it's inflated, hard. That's an inflated sense of self because I, Wolfman Zach, Lisa giving stories. No, none of that was good. Only Slater was good. And I'm not like, I'm not trying to do a bit here. Like, you're Sla- wrong. Slater's was the most entertaining out of all of those. But you think it's entertaining because you think it's funny and it's not supposed to be funny. That's the point. That's why he's not good. This is the most meta our conversations have ever been. Do you know why the original Sports Center succeeded? Because you had that Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick, and they were bringing a little levity into it. But it wasn't They're intended not just to be levity. To, yes, it was. A little no. attitude. No, no. Very earnest. Uh, whatever. I mean, listeners, we, we, you could just tell me I'm right. We don't even need to hashtag it. Well, no, sorry. It was at this point in the episode where all my memories of Saved by the Bell started to jog in and all right. that. And I was like, wait a minute. Was this show funny? No. I don't remember laughing <laughs> no, no, at this all. show. I don't remember laughing at all. And then I was questioning, like, have I ever laughed just in general? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but only at Life is Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that ending was hilarious. It's true. So we go back to the Max, and I noticed something here that I did enjoy. The different scenes that had lots of extras, it was just the same kids over and over. So there was a kid in a gray and black striped shirt who he had a, he had a mullet. He just kept moving positions depending on where they were. He was in the school hallway. He was in all of the Mac scenes. They didn't change his wardrobe. He just sat in different places with different people. Right. Because very enjoyable. When you go to a high school, you see the same kids. It's very realistic. It's true. And they never change clothes. Also very realistic. I wore the same black shirt and blue jeans for two full years of high school. And you were constantly just changing seats. Yeah. Yeah. And like going to the principal's office to bring him a cookie. It was a lady. So they go to her office to bring her a cookie. (laughs) Got to be semantically accurate. So they're sitting in the max. And they're like, man, Slater really sucked. We should probably just kill him. And Kelly says, oh, I'm sure most people didn't even notice. So they flagged down three of the nerds. And the reviews are in on Slater. And uh, what do you think of our sports reporter, A.C. Slater? Awful. The worst. Someone should wave a skunk in front of him. <laughs> I did chuckle at this skunk thing because they just went back to that well over and over and over. Like, there were so many stinks. glances going around, like, wave a skunk in front of him. I think that comes up on three separate occasions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's something to be said for repetition, I guess. So Zach says, okay, we got to fire him. And then they say, well, maybe we we can just, we can help him, which, you know, is like the human thing to do. The most reasonable response to the situation. Uh, Zach Morris, definite Trump supporter, by the way. Just saying. All of Um, them are. They're all wealthy. So they go back to the radio station and they start to tell Slater like, okay, you know, we're going to give you some cue cards, stuff to work with. And they're basing this off of listener feedback, which is always good. The best way to improve. Well, according to our latest survey, 98% of our listeners want it short, fast and often. Now, interestingly, that is the same feedback our listeners give us. And we ripped it up and said, nope, (laughs) longer and longer. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Now, is that a masturbation joke? Yes. Okay. I think it is. Okay. Or at least yeah. a sex joke. Yeah. Screech was 12 or 13 when they filmed this. That's correct. So, uh, I didn't so make got it. I didn't make a crank joke until I was 35 and on this podcast. <laughs> it's interesting. So <laughs> they they give Slater like some cue cards and he's just like 10-2. 10-2. And he leaves the room to go practice. 
Jesse, who's been an investigative reporter for about a day, comes sprinting in with the scoop of the century. Zach, Zach, I was researching a news story, and I found out that the Bayside School District owns the Max. You're kidding. No. And if Max doesn't come up with $10,000 in back rent by next week, our favorite hangout will be turned into a parking lot. Fucking scoop Spano over here. <laughs> Let's unpack this. So the school district owns the restaurant. That I don't have a problem with. Right. Lots of times school districts own buildings they don't use. Right. And Max owes $10,000. Where where did she find this information? <laughs> microfiche, maybe? The library? Yeah, microfiche. Yeah, microfiche. I have a bigger question. Okay. The Max is their favorite hangout. We see them routinely there eating things, so spending money. How is he $10,000 behind in rent when he right. owns <laughs> a building that is not only next to the high school, but owned by the school district and, and is constantly packed? Yeah, it's constantly packed. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. He's a terrible restaurant manager, and I'm glad that he went on tour as a magician and let someone else <laughs> that was competent take over. Do you think he spent all his money from the restaurant on like magic tricks? And, tricks like, set, or know? something a whore does for money. But yes, I, I think that's entirely possible. <laughs> I think that this is a subplot that needs to be explored in its own series. Yeah, Illusions. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> he spent all his money <laughs> trying to get onto that Mark Summers show. And he made it, but... He was just trying to get Fluffy the dog back. <laughs> they decide, you know what? Let's use the power of the airwaves and we're going to we're going to write this injustice. And I mean, what makes an investigative journalist except finding a single source and then immediately reporting on it instead of, you know, fact-checking or or things like that? She's a high school a, student. A minor point, but it, it really bugged me. I as a kid, and I guess, you know, into early adulthood, thought a lot about like, oh, it would be fun to be a radio DJ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I knew radio DJs that were, because they were pals with my dad, and they have good lives. Fun people. Nice people. Mm. Do you ever want to be a DJ, Dave? No. Huh. I was in high school. Uh, a friend of mine and I had a radio show on the um, our town's local public access radio station. Sure. We played a lot of Creed and Foo Fighters. <laughs> Creedence and, or just Creed? Uh, Creed. Your town <laughs> had Creed. community radio? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. That it, is awesome. It was part of the high school. So my friend went to that high school. I went to a different one. But so he, it was like an elective or something and he could have a radio station. So they gave, um, they gave the kids in that class an hour a week on air and you could have like friends come in, you could play your own music. Um, you had to get the rights to it and everything. It was pretty awesome. But after a while it just, so we started that I was, we were 15 or so. Uh And then as soon as we started it, my friends started dating and then every song just became a dedication to his girlfriend. (laughs) So we played, uh, the, the Pearl Jam's last kiss. I think Mm -hmm. is that the name of the song? Yes. Monica, I love you. Trapped headstrong. <laughs> did you have a shock jock DJ name? No, that was just Dave. But I did. Uh, I did impressions, and I read our PSAs okay. uh, in those voices. And then I got in trouble for reading PSAs in like Kermit the Frog's voice. Hmm. So nothing, not 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 too different than what what I'm doing now for this podcast. Did you have a French horn that you played to accentuate it's a jokes? Bicycle horn. Damn it! I did. Yes, okay. I had both uh, the bicycle and the French horn. I was going to call but you. I was a terrible. Hack. 
but I'm glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> I was terrible. My friend would like introduce the song. He would talk about it and all that stuff. And then he would like snap his fingers and like, Dave, what do you think? And I was like, um, that's good. Yeah. It's a fun song. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good stuff. It's just, I was just like Slater. So I know, I know how he feels. This one really hits home. Yeah. So now Jesse and Zach are in Mr. Belding's office. A minor thing. <laughs> this won't impact anybody who's not writing pages of notes about the show. I found these names really hard to spell. Like, is it Zach with a K or with an H? Did Jesse have an E in it? It did. But it's a struggle for me. She's a girl. Kelly with a Y or an I? Right. Is it Screech S-C-R-E-A-C-H? Well, no. I mean, come, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You're a former DJ. Samuel? You should know. So... <laughs> Mr. Belding's like, my job's in jeopardy. The school board is wants wants to fire me. Mr. Belding's job, for what it's worth, is in jeopardy multiple times this episode. Yes, for um, many reasons. He's just living on the edge there. But they're like, well, we had to do what was right. And he's like, come on, cut the shit. And then he's getting ready to leave in the middle of the day, I think, to go talk to the school board in the middle of the day. But he drops a tantalizing clue. But the school board has made their decision, and I am not going to stick my neck out over this radio station again. Again? And they look at each other, and they're like, oh, man, there's more to this story than meets the eye. But we'll get back there. Because, say by the bell, it's so packed. (laughs) There's so much happening. This episode involves saving the Max, Mm -hmm. starting a radio station, having a telethon, helping Slater be good at radio, and Mr. Belding's past. Like, there's just so much crammed into 20 minutes here. It's wild stuff. Yeah. Because now we come to the reviews. The kids are in the lockers. And anybody who's seen Saved by the Bell knows the lockers. There's just lockers everywhere, like the high school. In lockers, the stairwell. Lockers, in the stairwell. And they have what I assume is the school paper. Yeah. I guess. It doesn't matter. But He says it is, doesn't he? I don't know. Who cares? Here's some reviews. Tiger Radio really cooks when Wolfman Zach is on the prowl. Hey. <laughs> Jesse Spano has a nose for news, and I smell a winner. Kelly Desire's voice could heat your jacuzzi. The girl is H-O-T. Lisa's galloping gossip is off to a fast start. She's funny, charming, and a great dresser. See? Who is the reporter (laughs) here? I had this question. So I actually have an answer for this, right? And I think this next clip may tell you. A.C. Slater stinks. Someone should wave a skunk in front of him? I think it's the kids that were at the max. I think oh, you're right. Shit. Okay. <laughs> it, deep cuts here. Oh, man. Big time theory. I love it. <laughs> so, if not, that's weird slang for the entire high school to be using. Yeah. But it's not unprecedented that like a high school would have a weird turn of phrase that all the kids use either. Sure. So. It's a, West, a fictional West Coast. A thing. left coast thing. West Coast, best coast? No. Who's to say? East Coast, feast coast. That's what I say. That's my classic thing. I have a tattooed on my back. Yeah, it's weird that you got a tattoo during a pandemic. Absolutely. <laughs> Beast Coast on your neck. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Right on the throat. So yeah. Slater shows up and they put the newspapers behind their backs. And he's like, huh, that's weird. And they go, we're scratching our backs, which is just really strange. But anyway, Slater finds the newspaper. Screech gives it to him and he reads it and he's like, hey. What, they don't know what they're talking about. I got a fucking horn. And I thought, yeah, Slater. Yeah, that's right. Don't listen to bad press. Don't listen to silver soups. And then- Said the guy with the soundboard in front of him. <laughs> hey, listen, I haven't used it today. And then he's like, wait a minute. I am bad? You guys didn't tell me? 
And then he does something that I will eventually mimic. I'd rather get the truth from my friends and read it in some stupid newspaper. I quit. So when I when I leave the show, it will mirror that pretty much to the T. Just so you know. What about your life do you think we don't tell you? That you would learn from a newspaper? What about my life? What about my life wouldn't I know? I can't, I'm... You're much too self-aware for this to ever be an issue for you. What a delight, though. The, 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 the Ben Current. I'm, I'm really confused now. <laughs> Just like lost. What, what don't I know about myself? Anyway. Have you noticed that, that guy with the, uh, the, the hat with the press ticket in it just chasing you around, writing down every detail? You just thought it was cosplay. Your life your day. <laughs> yeah. So Slater storms like my off. hat, by the way? <laughs> it is a nice hat. And then for some reason, Zach gives him the stink eye on the way out. And it's like, Zach, eat shit. You fucking suck, pal. He gives him the stink eye, Jalen. Zach doesn't suck. He feels guilty and he doesn't know how to express it appropriately because he's a 16-year-old boy. And he gives him the stink eye. So something weird happened here. So the Hulu version goes to a scene with Zach and Jesse at the lockers. Apparently, the scene that version that originally aired has an entirely different scene in there in between. So it's a scene with Slater and Max at the max, right? So Slater is listening to the radio and it's one of the nerds talking about a chess match. And then he goes and he sits at a table with uh, with Max and they have this heart to heart about like following your dreams and stuff. And it's really weird. And like it's shot like an Aaron Sorkin thing. Like there's just like a lot of like angle reverse angle. And there's just they share a lot of furtive glances. I don't know if that's why it got cut. It's certainly not essential to the plot, but it's very it's weird. I, I pulled a gif of it. It's up on the Jiffy set. Is that why Sorkin didn't get the writing credit for this episode? Because uh, I saw 100%. his fingerprints all yeah, yeah. over this yeah. fucker. Yeah. I think yeah. this was um max explaining why he was leaving the max you know he took that ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. and invested it in his magic show and he's gonna go chase his dreams who's to say all, all we can do is conjecturize so anyway the version that that everybody else will see is it's jesse coming up to zach and she's like i got another clue and zach makes an appropriate comment zach zach oh. i found what you're looking for oh a peephole in the girls locker room oh boy 16 year old boy. So Jesse has an old issue of this guy. (laughs) I was, I was woke even back then. Very respectful. Too afraid to talk to women. To this day. Yes. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) So Jesse's brought in an old version of the school newspaper, except it has the exact same layout and text as the school newspaper they were just looking at. That's right. The back page is identical. <laughs> it's the same exact right, back yes. page. And there she's like, oh, well, what a I, newspaper, by the way, it's, like, it lasts a long time. Yeah. Where's that Bayside printing press? Your school didn't have a printing press. It didn't. No, hmm. mine didn't either. <laughs> we had one of those really big printers for in the art classroom. Shailen, tell me about the really, matrix. I want, I want to know about the big printer. Tell me about the big printer. It was large. <laughs> hey, it's book 52. I need to know. Anyway. What's going on with the big printer? So, Where do you install the ink cartridges? Jesse, the intrepid reporter, has found this newspaper, and it talks about building in the radio station. So the camera cuts to the front page of the newspaper. Now, it has a picture on it, and it's a guy who had kind of the same hair as Belding, <laughs> and kind of the same mustache, but it is clearly not Belding. It is a different person. 
Well, because this was so good, so fucking crazy. They couldn't have just taken a picture of him. It was Haskins Day Off, and it's they like, needed to make the prop, so they just put the prop master in the same exact makeup. It's it's just like Star Trek fight scenes, right? Where it's Kirk, and then you see, oh, Kirk got slimmer and more agile, but like you kind of get a squint. But I don't know. It just this was one of my favorite things. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's it, supposed to be him? Did you go? See the sequel to Baby's Day Out, Haskins Day Off. Of course. <laughs> Cinematic classic. I'd watch that movie right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, re- it's really good. Joe Mantegna's in it. It's, yeah. it's good. Like, <laughs> he, chases, he chases Haskins on a big clock in the center of the town. But then he, like, he adopts him at the end. Yeah. It's, it's weird Haskins when he bottle feeds him. The whole time. Yeah. Breastfeeds him. Haskins Ugh. in a, or Haskins, Scott Belding, in a protest mooned the school board and the the paper ran like a two-page image of his ass which means that his asshole was in like the middle of the split which i guess makes it not obscene right if you think about it the crease of the paper yeah. can we can we talk about how the newspaper had someone to take that photograph and also is the school board the same group a of young people? larry flint sure well we'll say it's the same group of people so now Look they're not just photograph. like old and mad at him like they're really old and really mad at him <laughs> So now Zach goes to Mr. Belding's office to do what all high school students do, and that's blackmail their authority figures. So here's a nice, (laughs) normal conversation. And if I don't, what, you're going to show the student body my student body? (laughs) Zach, if that picture gets out, it could ruin me. Is that what you want? No. Look, I just want you to remember what it was like to be a kid. I mean, when you... When you cared as much about jeans and long hair as we do about the Max. <laughs> so this is the second time in like two and a half minutes that Mr. Belding's career is in jeopardy. This time over a photograph that the people who ostensibly hired him Would absolutely about, knew yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I thought that was a little strange as well. A little bit flimsy. Do you guys ever writer, have a, a teacher or a, a person who worked in your school with like storied pictures that, that were like scandalous? Was that a thing at your school? No, it sounds like you do, though. <laughs> sounds was, like you got a story here. There was a math teacher in my middle school who there were always rumors that she was a Victoria's Secret model. Okay. And like at different... Did she look the part? Not by the time I got there, but this was like a scandal that happened before my time. But every once in a while, a picture of her would resurface in like lingerie and it would like people would photocopy it. So it, it was and real? It was, yeah. Huh. 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 And it wasn't like playboy it wasn't like super explicit but yeah she like modeled underwear for extra money it wasn't jugs no <laughs> it wasn't playboy i worked with a guy that was a a, a sears model cool that's he awesome mo- he modeled like house coats and stuff would i that's recognize awesome. him <laughs> i always thought it would be I'll cool to have like later. an eight second mini career in like modeling for something really bizarre sure the corn baller i um was never a model <laughs> I don't, I don't have a fun story like that. I wish I did. Did all the youngins lust over this teacher? No. Like what? I said, by the time I got there, she was past her prime. So when was she a Victoria's Secret model in like 1975? I would say probably like 91, 92. Okay. Okay. So right around the time of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you even imagine? Holy shit. Tell me about the picture. No. What color is your hair? Send me the pictures of your geometry teacher, please. Thank God it wasn't my geometry teacher. Oh, oh don't oh. her arms. <laughs> anyway, so they Zach is She's blackmailing cute. Mr. Belding. 
and Zach <laughs> is about to leave the room, right? And now here's another interesting thing for a principal to say to a student. Help me find the old me. And then they go put a peephole in the girl's locker room so he can rediscover his lost youth. And then Mr. Belding goes to jail. <laughs> so here we transition to the big set piece of the episode, the Save the Max Telethon, which is interesting for a few reasons, right? The purpose of it is for Max to pay back rent. Right. Right. So he owes money and rent for listeners who are unaware. And I don't want to like be patronizing, but I don't know. You pay rent every month. So wouldn't he just be in a similar situation like pretty quickly because he can't make money? Well, he's a <laughs> shitty restaurant manager. I mean, that is true. Yeah. That is true. But this is what I needed to know from Jesse. Like, what was the thing behind this? She couldn't give me this information. But the radio station, which was set up to be in a school in the 60s and 70s, is now fully portable. Yes. It involves, you know, they can make it work. Uh, their microphone involves a microphone with a cutoff cord that doesn't connect to anything. It's supposed to look like a wireless antenna. It's just a <laughs> it lot cheaper <laughs> to make a fake one than to get a real one. They have a big board set up, like a big donation board, as if the telethon was being shot for TV, which it is not. That's true. Um, oh, I didn't put that together. There's a ton of people in the restaurant, so maybe it was for them. You, oh, you, for their benefit? Yeah, exactly. yeah, okay. I can see that. The only telethon that they have uh, in St. No, history. Like, no I feel way. like this happens all the time. Yeah, I feel like they so were they, constantly doing telethons. They probably just brought it in. They're like, nah, get the telethon board. <laughs> Rip down cancer, <laughs> put up the max. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just in a Jesse's garage attic. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pull this out. The old telephone. <laughs> so we, we had saved uh, the max. We had saved Belding's career. We had saved the radio station. Out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> saved Baby Seals. Off. It's this scene where the uh, Saved by the Bell extras just come shining Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a GD delight. Agreed. Something else happened here. And this was my favorite thing. And it had nothing to do with Saved by the Bell at all. They showed the call <laughs> sign and the state, like the station number. <laughs> Ben's going to make fun of which me. Was yeah. like, so it was like KKTY or whatever. And it's like 96.6. Shailen and I were watching it together, as will happen. It was point two. And Shailen sits up. It, it was point six. Point I wrote six. down. And she just looked at me. And she went, point six? <laughs> no, like, that was not. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it was not like that. It was more like, point six? That's so weird. Why like, is that weird? <laughs> because usually FM radio stations transmit in point and then an odd number. I'm almost positive they did a point six either as a, a gag or like it was like a, you know, and then all telephone numbers and TV shows start with five, five, five. I'm pretty sure that's the real reason. Yeah. But it yeah. took me like it, it legitimately registered and I thought it was very odd. And then I was like, because it's TV, oh, Shaylin, and you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. But Ben makes I love when you call sense. out shows for inane things like this. It's, it's, but when best. I say that Slater's uh, stuff was good, it wasn't <laughs> good. Listeners hit us up, hashtag point six. So, Mr. Belding. <laughs> Who is portrayed as the big bopper as like a hippie. Yeah. He runs out in a letterman jacket and he introduces himself the way he said he introduced himself on the radio, which is this. You know, as KKTY's first living legend, I'd like to kick this off the way I used to kick off my old show. It's time for Bell Baba Bell to ding da ding ding. Bell Baba Bell to ding da dong ding bell. <laughs> so this hippie came out doing a bad version of Blue Moon. That's correct. <laughs> it's just you know what? That bothered me more than point six. Also, his nickname was 
the big bopper, which... But also, like, the master blaster, the boss. Yeah. He would have been... Yeah. The titty master. Anyway. He he runs Barter Town, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So... Their plan is to do the radio show that they have been doing, but they want to raise money for the Max. Right. So Lisa comes out and she's like, Janie Thompson's a whore. Who's she been sleeping with? Call in. And that actually works. So this is bullshit. Those poor kids that she gossips about, it's going all over the the, the radio airwaves. Like this is, I want to see the episode where that kid reacts to Lisa's like rumor mongering. <laughs> well, here's what I have to say to that. Mm-hmm. If they didn't want to have people gossiping about them, then they shouldn't have misbehaved. <laughs> that's that's Shailen's high horse moment of the week. <laughs> Brought to you by Shailen's Horse Farms. Come Maybe buy a if horse. they didn't dress like they were asking for it. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Um, so that's what you just said, Shailen. Speaking of chauvinist comments. Yes. Screech comes out. <laughs> Shailen Vist com- comments. <laughs> We've seen a lot of things that were supposed to be funny over our time living, but also for, for this show that were not. This ranks right up there at the top. Screech comes out and does the worst impression I've heard in many a year. Let's listen. My favorite TV lowlife, Al Bundy. <laughs> it's an honor to be here to uh, help you guys save this dump. That's not a dump out, it's a very nice place. Hey, what do I know about taste? I'm Mary Peg. The basis of that entire impression was him putting his hand in his pants. <laughs> his Al Bundy for the radio. is like my stoner voice, like, hey man, fucking <laughs> let's light up a doobie, man. I'm married to Peg. I was trying to figure out how this was funny to kids. When this show was airing. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have gotten this. <laughs> Married with Children was a show I could not watch. That show was for adults. Like, kids should not be able to get this joke. Granted, I, I grew up in a household that I couldn't watch Beavis and Butthead, but. So, you know what's interesting? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too sidetracked here. We're, we're going on and on here. But I was able to watch Married with Children, but was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Because it was about loving marriage. I, I was know. allowed to watch both, and one of my parents highly encouraged me to watch Ren and Stimpy. You need to watch Ren and Stimpy. It's cool <laughs> to be the, the youngest kid in the family, because mm-hmm. no rules apply. Yeah, you get to be pals with the principal. Send me the, the Ren and Stimpy porn. <laughs> Stimpy. Um, Gross. <laughs> even like, like, oh, I can't watch it because this is a, a show for adults. Like. I wouldn't, the, the joke just falls flat. Like, it's a bad impression. And like, yeah, it's I, a terrible how would, impression. How would I know what the fuck Al Bundy is, right? Was Screech, and I'm looking at you, Shailen, as somebody who apparently loves this show. Was Screech like the dude from Police Academy? Was he just there to do noises? He does a lot of noises this episode, and they all suck. Mostly, like, he was supposed to be, like, comedy relief, but he was never funny. He was always just super mm-hmm. irritating. Comedy relief on the comedy show. Yeah, he yeah. was yes. he was always this annoying. Screech fucking sucked. This show is not funny at all, ever. <laughs> I'll I'll watch every single episode of it. Same. Not, not me. So Slater calls up, <laughs> and Slater pledges $100 out of his savings to the max, which is cool, but it, it raised a couple of points for me. One is, I don't think I had $100 in savings until like I had a full-time job, which is 
my own bad money management. But two, it's so fucked up that Max is accepting all of this. He's a dude that runs a restaurant, but he's taking he's happily going to take $100 from this teenager to keep his restaurant afloat. And it's like, Max sucked too. Max Fuck that guy. You fucking was a bad objects. adult. Yeah, he was bad. So they have, they have a, a split screen conversation, which is a Saved by the Bell trope, right? You would have somebody on one side, somebody on the other, a neon line in the middle. Let's listen to a little bit. Look, I'm sorry about what happened. Hey, why don't you come down? We can use your help. Hey, you don't need me. I'll just ruin everything. And then Zach mopes at the phone while the split screen goes away. I enjoyed that. It's good. See, this is an instance of Sleater having more character depth than just Chasing Tail. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although Chasing Tail, nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Now who's chauvinist? <laughs> gotcha. You know what? Gotcha, you son of a bitch. My book points are intact. Oh, wait a minute. No, because I said the Chasing Tail thing. Listen, it's been a long day. That's right. Yeah, fuck That's right. off. <laughs> Leave me alone. So speaking of Chasing Tail, everybody's getting a little sleepy. But Zach and Mr. Belding are keeping the energy up. And what better way to get the crowd going than to play a little porno music? Hey, here's one of my favorite songs from late, great 1968. (laughs) John Holmes met many a woman to that song, (laughs) for what it's worth. Somebody ordered a pizza? (laughs) Very strange. Belding also falls asleep. And then I, I really enjoy the music on Saved by the Bell, right? There's a lot of music cues that you know. But the background music and the things that they pick in between, Zach plays this song, which is like part Weird Al, part The Talking Heads, and all a fantastic. Whoa, whoa, I need your morning. I need your love. I need your morning <laughs> when I'm up the show. <laughs> I love that song. That's... What I want. It's what I want. <laughs> Money for nothing. This was <laughs> this was great because the extras, like the, the characters in the Max, they're all falling asleep. Yeah. They don't go home. Right. That's right? correct. They're just all falling asleep in the, the booths and right. stuff. It, it, just go home, kids. They're you, devoted you to the restaurant. that love you. <laughs> you. You don't have to stay here all the time. School is not your life. Please go home, children. If they leave, won't the school board bulldoze the Max and turn it into a parking lot? Oh, is that why all those kids in the back were chained to the chairs? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So they cut that scene. Max and put up a parking <laughs> lot. So Slater walks in. Most everybody is asleep. I noticed the donation board said like $8,500. Right. So they only need 10000 and it's like... Belding didn't have $1,500 to contribute it. To his this. job is on the line. He has to keep his savings that's, account intact. And also conflict of interest. So I, I guess sure. I There's a baby it. on the way too, probably. Yeah, that's also true. That's later. Slater walks in and he's there to give Zach the $100. Slater walked in. You can see both of his palms. There's nothing in his hands. He then reaches over to give Zach something out of his empty hand. So they couldn't even give him like a fake dollar bill. Just, Didn't reach in his pocket. I thought it was funny. But Zach has gotten emphysema, and he's like, oh, Slater, we're not going to be able to get the money. We're fucked. And Slater says, uh-uh, not on my watch. So he takes the microphone, which, again, is attached to nothing. <laughs> he holds it at approximately like stomach level. 
Yeah, it's his belly button mic. He starts pointing at the microphone and screaming at it. I'm going to play a little bit of the speech, <laughs> but picture again, Mario Lopez, AC Slater, holding the microphone very low, pointing at it and yelling directly at the microphone. I used to move around a lot. I never had a place I could actually call home till I came to Bayside. Now, for the first time, I have real friends and a cool place to hang out. <laughs> so he just goes on and on and on and there are no bicycle yeah. horns and he can't act <laughs> this was oh god yeah this, that was the best take yeah <laughs> part, yeah part time this was his i'm gonna amp up the football team speech but they forgot to give him a football team i just <laughs> couldn't fathom what and like he does it so actively like he holds the microphone he stares down at it and then just starts angrily gesturing at it what what was this supposed to be? I think the director, this is my guess. I have no proof of this, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was not on set. Gary Barnhart or whatever. My guess is that he was like, you are like, you're a kid standing in this restaurant with a couple of your friends, but your message is reaching people in their homes across the airwaves. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to reach them. And the way that Mario Lopez chooses to do that is by pointing at the microphone as though <laughs> it has like a camera screaming. in it. Yeah. Because he apparently has never used a radio before. Well, I don't know what time of day it is. It must be late because the kids are all sleeping. It's nighttime. But he gives this speech and then he backs up and Zach's like, wow, what a great speech, Slater. And Slater's like, we'll have to see if it works. And then the phones start ringing. Here's how the episode ends. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is almost as good as point six. The kids <laughs> and Max and Belding all come together. They do a big group high five, and then we get a freeze frame. It sounds like this. It's not clear. It, I mean, I guess it is clear that the restaurant survived because it goes on, but like Max clearly didn't. There's no real resolution to the story. Slater's still a bad sportscaster. We the never, radio show shut. The, the radio the ra- station shuts radio down. Radio station shuts down. It's just, it's all wrapped up in like the neatest little package possible. It's almost like the radio station is one of those characters who comes in for one episode and is never spoken about again. Could be. Except in the opening credits when they show uh, Mr. Belding with the mustache after this. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they did edit that into the montage. It's true. And that, is really Saved by the Bell. So would you show it to a kid, Dave? No, I would not show it to a child or a kid. I don't want a kid going into high school like I did, thinking that this was how the world worked. Mm-hmm. It just destroyed me. <laughs> um, it was actually the same thing for Saved by the Bell, the college years. Mm-hmm. And any sitcom I ever watched, I thought that was like how life was going to be, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So this whole podcast has just been about me revisiting my disappointments in life. <laughs> it's uh, it's therapy for everybody. When my wife and I first had a baby, it was not flying around in a rocket ship shaped like a baby bottle. <laughs> but it was standing at the edge of tomorrow. And it's That's all right. up to her did how far I, she did goes. Shailen? I would allow a kid over the age of like seven or eight to watch it okay not younger than that um it's fine like it's entertaining (laughs) it's no wrong point six (laughs) 
I didn't. So my takeaways from the show were never like, oh, you don't go to class. It was always friendship, caring about people, having moral values. And like those were things that were your takeaways. Yeah. Hmm. Like, oh, your friends are struggling. You should try to help them. So I didn't feel super let down when I got to high school. Would not show this to a child because my takeaways from this are, you know, poke plenty because that's that's what the show is all about. Far too sexually explicit for the kids. That's a hard no for me. Kelly's desire. Kelly desire. Just, it's, it was her last it's name. Not even just oh. this, you know, like Zach and Lisa getting busy before they got in a car Didn't accident. Happen. Zach and Kelly getting busy. Behind the gym. They didn't have sex. She was in that little crop top. Let's go with one to five illicit, explicit character hookups. Shailen, why don't you kick us off on this? I give the show a five. I would watch it a hundred times. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot Mm -hmm. of what the fucks. I think it's thoroughly enjoyable. Really? And I will watch the new series. At least one episode. Dave? Why, Why did I like this show? I don't know. I can't, I can't, I still can't explain it. And I still like it, even after watching it for this. It's a, it's a four out of five uh, stunt hogs for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hit us up with those stunt hogs. Uh, Please don't do that. For me, I DMs guess it's, it's tough because I'm conflicted. Like this episode, it was okay. You know, to steal a line, it was fine, 2.6. But I am interested in watching more just because of the weird sort of dystopic world that these people live in, you know, like episode to episode. It's just like things just, they just refresh over and over. If Groundhog Day involved Bill Murray waking up in a world that only kind of vaguely looked like the world that he lived in before, but most of the people were exactly the same. That's what the show is. Yeah. yeah he like walks into a room and hey, this locker room's a... Uh... Yeah, on a radio station now. And so the thought of like (laughs) binging this show to me is incomprehensible because there's just no rhythm to it. There's no flow. But would I watch an episode here or there? Sure. And for that reason, I'm going to go with three and three quarters explicit hookups. So with that. Do y'all want to play a game? (laughs) Yes. Queen of Transitions. (laughs) So Ben keeps talking about all these explicit hookups, which did not occur. No, they did. It's they very... didn't happen. You are well, wrong. You don't see it, but yeah, it did happen. They don't talk about it. It's not there. I'm and sorry. so I am going to consider Ben's takeaway of all these kids having a lot of sex, which didn't happen, as a Mandela effect. Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? Please explain. So it's... This theory uh, born out of people thinking that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Sure. And they were all shocked when he actually died in like 2002 because mm-hmm. he wasn't dead. He did not die in prison. So other examples of this include the realization that Curious George never had a tail. The Berenstein Bears is actually spelled Berenstain, where you have this memory and you're certain that you are correct, and then all of a sudden someone points out a thing that has always been the case, and you're like, no, wait, no, that's wrong. It's like when I thought uh, Saved by the Bell was Daved by the Bell until we watched this episode. Exactly. (laughs) It's like my entire life, apparently. So along those lines, (laughs) we're going to play a very special Mandela effect. I'm going to read to you a description of an episode of TV. 
and you're going to tell me if this was a TV show that like an episode of a show that really happened or if this is just something in our collective memory that never actually occurred. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll give you guys an example uh, for a practice run. Um, we're not going to take turns on this. You guys have to buzz in. So come up with your, your saved by the bell themed buzzers, please. Mm-hmm. Do we have, do we have to, um, I'd like to hear them, please. Okay. Dave, go ahead. Mr. Belding's laugh. <laughs> for me, what happens at least three times an episode? Gross, Ben. It's not gross. It's true. Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> so. Or, no, no, no. I take it back. Saved by the bell means. Shelly didn't like that one either. So. Mm-hmm. For, we're going to do a practice round. The very special episode of Full House where Uncle Joey is accused of touching one of the girl's friends. <laughs> hey, pig. Is that your ringing in noise? Yes. Did it, that really happen? Or yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dave? It did not happen. Yeah, You can't. I get the fake <laughs> point. <laughs> you can't scoop the point because it's either yes nope. or no. I got the point. Is there a should have happened option? Uh, No. Also, listeners, Shailen's line, that did happen. It didn't happen. It Sounds like. It's a the Bendella effect. <laughs> oh, I like that. Also, sounds like Dave. Dave took the lead. The Bendella effect okay. is my new uh, Twitter handle. Just putting right. it out there. That episode. Are you guys ready to start? Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, the episode of Mister Belvedere, where Wesley, due to misconceptions about HIV, avoids his friend Danny, who contracted the disease as a result of a blood transfusion. I'm a shoe salesman. <laughs> Ben started first, Dave. Real. Real. Yes. All right. The episode of The Golden Girls where Blanche's gay brother visits to announce his engagement to his husband and Blanche is conflicted about her brother's sexuality. (laughs) Dave. Not real. False. It is real. Oh, man. That's the second time she wrestles with her brother's sexuality. All right. Was it different the next time? No, same outcome both times. She wrestles with it and accepts him. Um, (laughs) That PBS movie that tells the story of a union sympathizer who lived in Richmond, Virginia during the Civil War. Polk High. Real? Real. It's called Traitor in My House. I thought by union sympathizer, I thought you meant fake labor. During the Civil War. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's confusing. Until you said Civil War, I, th- I thought this was going to be a joke and it was the, the movie was about you. <laughs> I do love Richmond, Virginia. And she is a traitor. You do love unions. I yeah. do love unions. That's true. All right. Hashtag big union. The cartoon movie where the dog learns to be okay with being violated that caused uproar over concerns it was normalizing grooming for pedophilia victims. <laughs> Dave. That's real. That's correct. That's was, was, show dogs. Oh, I was going to say, was that Rockadoodle? Uh, show dogs starring Will Arnett. They had to recut the entire movie. Sure. <laughs> recut. <laughs> Talk about grooming. <laughs> All right. That episode of Degrassi where one kid gets killed and Drake gets permanently injured and confined to a wheelchair. Hey, pig. Yeah. 100% real. Yes, that is real. It's actually a two-parter. <laughs> Damn it. 
you know, that episode of Facts of Life where Natalie decides to sleep with her boyfriend's snake. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes. Her boyfriend, comma, snake, or her boyfriend's snake? Her boyfriend, snake. Okay. Different answers. (laughs) Dave. Fake. Nope, it's real. Damn it. Very controversial. And then the next one was she sleeps with the boyfriend's snake as well. It was the same episode. Oh, okay. And it's a python, baby. That's a love triangle I wouldn't want to get squeezed in. I don't know. I mixed my metaphor there. It's fine. It makes the sense. snake ate her and then spit her out, John Voight style in Anaconda. <laughs> Tell I got Steve Irwin. <laughs> that episode of Boy Meets World where Sean was lured into a cult only to be pulled away when Mr. Turner is involved in a near fatal motorcycle accident. <laughs> Dave. That is real. That's correct. Oh, boy. So real. I remember that episode and I remember the motorcycle accident. I did not remember the cult. Do you remember when he lived with his teacher? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. What the fuck is up with that show? He had a leather jacket. Yeah. And a cool friend. Well, because his dad was a drinker, so it was safer for him and to- And a fiend. Do you want to know how he got those scars? No. <laughs> Very poor choice of words. Hashtag R.I.P. The episode- <laughs> The episode of Family Ties, where Tom Hanks as Uncle Ned demonstrates his alcoholism by imbibing unconventional alcohols, including vanilla extract. <laughs> Pig. Ooh. Real. You could tell he's stumbling over someone else's description, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Shailen, can I ask you one in return? No. This is un- unofficial? No. The episode of Family Ties, where the dad was a pervert? <laughs> Not an episode. <laughs> Did you know there is an episode of Family Ties where the uncle, the brother of the dad. Joey. No, Family Ties. Mm -hmm. Michael Joey Fox. uh, (laughs) Makes a pass at the niece twice. (laughs) And then the parents inexplicably tell him, you need to get some professional help and choose to not call the police, even though his brother inappropriately touches his daughter. What the fuck? Family Ties really messed up. That's what today's research led Mm -hmm. me to believe. Mm Mm-hmm. That episode was written by the father from Family Ties. That's correct. It's a biopic. <laughs> Hashtag not slander. It's biographical. <laughs> Hashtag don't sue us. Hashtag no libel. He's our only listener. <laughs> alienating him. Hashtag parody. Michael, uh, <laughs> Hashtag Michael grossed out. Sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> the episode of Charles in Charge where the Pembrokes move while Charles is on vacation and he returns to find a new family living in the house. Dave. Real. Correct. That's not controversial. It was a very special episode. How? He had to learn about transitions and such. I don't know. Charles had to learn about transitions, wasn't he? Like 35? Charles. Listen, man. All right. This one is. He could be in charge of my days and nights. This is your tiebreaker. (sighs) You are three versus three. Mm -hmm. Get excited because I know both of you watched this show extensively. Mm Mm-hmm. The episode of What's Happening, where Michael McDonald intimidates the gang after bullies have coerced them into bootlegging a Doobie Brothers concert. (laughs) Dave? That's got to be real. In my heart of hearts, I have to believe that's real. That is real. Wow. Yes. Yes. So I'd like to congratulate Dave on winning with a one-point lead, two if you count the practice round where Ben had already given him the answer. It looks like Dave was the fool who believed in that episode. 
What song is that? Are you done? No, don't worry about it. Point six. You all ready for this? <laughs> anyway, I didn't write a single episode synopsis. I only paraphrased what I found on the internet. All yeah. of those were real. TV's awesome. TV is really fucking weird. Love you, TV. The other day, I, I just, I, you get so used to like streaming things now. I turned on the cable box and I was just flipping through the channels and it was like, this is, this is cool. This is still good stuff. Had a box of Cracker Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Coca-Cola. <laughs> What'd you see, bud? Nothing. There was nothing on. That, that's not the point. <laughs> that's the joke. That's not the point. The point is, it was, it was fun to do it. Kids so today don't know. Cool. Yeah. Zach Morris loved it. It's true. Slater did too, but he had too much horn, so Shayla didn't like it. On to the mailbag. This quarantine has dr- driven us all to drink, for better or for worse. Craft me a quarantine cocktail. I want to feel it burn. Gratefully yours, a tribe called Fester's Quest. I have experimented a little bit with, with booze during this quarantine, which sounds bad, but not too much. All in moderation. I like in, in different ways of drinking it or consuming it. Like I'm gonna, yeah. I've poured it in my ear. Yeah, now. a lot, lot more butt chugging these days. Um, oh yeah. I think my official quarantine cocktail. This isn't an original, I guess. It's called the Batanga. It's Coke and it's tequila and it's lime, and it gives you a little caffeine hit. Gives you all the that good tequila stuff. A little tartness from the lime. Ooh boy, and you don't get scurvy. And if you butt chug it, it's the butt tank. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. <laughs> Shailen, what's it like holding that funnel? <laughs> it's exhausting. I think Trump has said that both of those things are recommended as well. So. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So really, I'm doing the best thing by myself. Dave, what's your quarantine look like? been drinking a lot of quarantinis. It's just lavender scented hand sanitizer. Sure. Some grenadine. And uh, the, the blood of a, of a person that's suffered from from COVID-19. All right. Um, helps me get inoculated and, and all that. I've been sipping a lot of Massachusetts uh, microbrewery Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. A neighbor of ours got some and uh, gave me a bunch bunch of cans for an exorbitant amount of money, So you... which I paid happily. Okay. <laughs> there, there was no giving. <laughs> he did not give it to you. I, I overpaid for these for these cans, and they're delicious. I've I've actually been sipping on one all all night, so it's yeah, it's a good time. That and a lot of a lot of wine. I had a friend, Kendall, mm-hmm. dropped off a giant bottle of Tanqueray for me during this quarantine. <laughs> I couldn't make it to a liquor store, and I said, "I really need some. I really need some gin." And he brought it along with a Barbie puzzle for my daughters. So that's nice of him. Big shout out to our friend Kendall. I have been making margaritas, which mm-hmm. is pretty on brand for me. I like margaritas a lot. Fresh lime. Sure. Last week or the week before? The week before, I made um, a French 75. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's a French me? and then numbers. I don't know. I use Prosecco with gin and lemon. So it's basically like lemonade with gin and then you pour bubbly wine on top. Uh, mess me up. Real good. Those are so good. I love those drinks. It um, was... Have you had the other, the alternate version with vodka? It's called the the Poke Fifty Two. <laughs> I bet that would also mess me up pretty bad, uh, and it would probably also be delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm comfortable with with that joke. Poke Fifty Two. Oh no, I, I wasn't making a Poke Fifty Two joke. I was just saying that that drink. Oh, the would vodka drink. Good. Okay, yeah. all right. It's. Yeah, I guess it's drink. no more perverse than Kelly Desire. Listeners, hit us up with your. <laughs> liquor drink of choice hashtag quarantini feel like we're encouraging bad behavior 
All, all in moderation. Hashtag quarantini all in moderation. I think the quarantine is encouraging. Yeah, that's true too. Behavior. That's true as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, well. We take non-alcoholic versions. But if you we, have a good mixture of fruit juices. We want to hear from you. Email at watchbotspod.com. That is the, the first week of our May jaunt into teen comedy dramedies. Seems okay. Yeah. Seems okay. Ask me in two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, it, like like most theme months, we're going to be very tired of this. Yes. Probably after this episode. Yeah. Fuck, why did we decide to do this? I, I don't want to spoil things, but I think we're making a good choice not going to, like, say, by the bell, the new class, say, by the bell, the college years. Yes, I agree. Because I would not make it, but yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I am sorry that I don't love, say, by the bell as much as you guys, but everybody likes their own stuff, you know? Well, I'm sorry, too. I like 15. Do you remember that time we played Safe by the Bell, the board game? Yes. That was great. I do. We should do that again. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram and Jiffy, WatchBots Pod, SoundCloud, all the all that good stuff. Look up WatchBots Pod. You'll find us. Please rate, review, five stars on iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And... Until next week, I am actually shocked that we didn't bring up Elizabeth Berkley Showgirls. So I think each of us needs to leave the listener with our favorite quote from Showgirls. I've never seen Showgirls. I'm going to go first. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put some ice on them? Uh, Mine is, you ate all the chips. Failing. In a world... No, I don't know. So I was going to do the, the, the preview. Yeah, it would have been funny to make up a line. Go for but it. But I don't know. <laughs> Pass me the scotch. <laughs> I love it. 